arts news from around the area. Welcome to the Creative Cafe, sponsored by the Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo, promoting and supporting the arts, arts organizations, and artists throughout Greater Kalamazoo on 590 and 106.9 FM WKZO. Yep, that's us. Last time I checked. I can always tell when I drive outside, look at the sign. Yeah, I'm in the right place. I'm good. Well, welcome. Nice, frigid, cold Saturday morning. Yes. In our ice skating rink, known as our parking lot, and uh, just fun. But Kristen is here. I am here. And Jerry is here, and I think I'm here. So we're, we're ready for fun. How are you? All right. I'm great. Good morning. You have Welcome. Your- you have yes. your favorite beverage there? Uh, I do have my favorite beverage. Yeah, me too. I, I have not consumed enough of it yet, but no. I do have it. My, uh, I have my cup of uh, dreams here, New Smyrna Beach, Florida. Uh, there you go. Uh, which I understand is the shark bite capital of America. Oh, Who dear. knew? I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm good with that. So, uh, but welcome to Creative Cafe. We're going to have some fun today, and uh, our first uh, guest is on the line. So take it away. Yes, and uh, Jeremy, are you with us this morning? Uh, I am here. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. This morning, I'm with Jeremy Koch. He is the artistic director of Farmer's Alley Theater in downtown Kalamazoo. So we are on Creative Cafe this morning. Are you sipping on your favorite morning beverage? Of course. How could I not? I have a feeling maybe we have the same favorite morning beverage. <laughs> what mine, you... is, mine is coffee, regular house brew. I'm not a snob. I do like cream and sugar, but that's just because... That's how my dad took it when I had my first cup. I was with my dad. May he rest in peace. And uh, that's just what I've been. That's how I enjoyed it ever since. Okay. All right. Well, that's that's a nice, sweet way to start the morning. <laughs> so Farmer's Alley Theater is a local equity theater in downtown Kalamazoo. And like I said, you're the artistic director for the theater. What is the mission of Farmer's Alley? Well, the mission is to create a professional product that entertains while inspiring educating and communicating with audiences to reflect on the diverse human experience. You know, it's really hard to put theater into words or art in general into words, but that was, that was what we came up with. Okay. <laughs> All right. And how many years have, has the theater been in existence now? It's been a while. Yeah, it really has. I mean, knock on wood, we have a lot of great people that have helped us be successful. We opened our doors in October of 2008, wisely right in the middle of uh, uh, <laughs> a downturn in the economy and a, and a big old political election. But, uh, yeah, so we're smack dab in the middle of our 14th season. Okay, 14. That's good. That's really right? good. Yes. And uh, Farmer's Alley is one of, of, of several theaters in Kalamazoo, in the Kalamazoo mm-hmm. area. But um, how is Farmer's Alley different from some of those other theaters? Yeah, we decided to go for the niche of um, being fully professional. So we pay everyone. We pay our actors, crew members, um, just about everyone that walks through the door. And we also collaborate with Actors' Equity Association, which is the union of professional actors and stage managers. If you've ever seen a show on Broadway, uh, everyone on that stage was part of that union. And so we get to bring in people like that from New York, Chicago, L.A., all across the country, and combine them with some of the incredible local talent that we have here in Kalamazoo. And that's been our recipe for success, Kristen. Okay. All right. And so it's equity, but still nonprofit, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and also part of the Theater Kalamazoo group. Can you talk a little bit about what is Theater Kalamazoo? And because I, I mean, I'm a theater person from way back as well. And so mm-hmm. theater, I understand theater is collaborative, but is it, it is. collaborative between the theaters? It is. Oh, definitely. Um, theater Kalamazoo is wonderful. It was actually co-founded by a Farmers Alley board member emeritus and frequent director. Uh, 
Terry Williams. Um, and we theater leaders, you know, get together roughly once a month to talk about successes, challenges, and uh, what shows we're doing. And I think that's a really big part of it is to make sure we're not stepping on each other's toes. You know, if, uh, if everyone's doing Oklahoma at the same time, it doesn't really make sense for Kalamazoo uh, audiences to figure out which which one to go to. So we make sure we're not doing the same titles. And then we also help each other by, you know, renting or loaning props, costumes, lighting instruments, things like that. I mean, anyone in Kalamazoo, any theater leader that reaches out to me knows that they're going to get someone helpful. You know what I mean? I want to, we, we have to help each other. We got to look out for each other. I mean, that's my mantra in life as, as well as in theater. Right, right. You mentioned D. Terry Williams. Uh, can you talk a little bit about the next show? Yeah, nice segue, right? Yeah. Uh, D. Terry Williams is directing uh, Farmer's Alley's next main stage production, which is a play called The Lifespan of a Fact. It is based on a true story uh, where Jim Fingal was a uh, fresh out of Harvard fact checker and John DeGatta uh, was a talented uh, essayist who wrote this essay to try to save a a failing New York magazine, and they go head-to-head, you know, about fact versus truth and, and truth in journalism, and it's, it's rather timely, it's very funny, it's intelligent, witty, we've got a really excellent cast, and, and D. Terry leading the way. Uh, it crackles, it's, uh, it's energetic, um, yeah, and often funny, but also often poignant, um, and it runs February 11th through the 20th at Farmer's Alley, and tickets are available on the website. Okay, so next Friday opens up. Yeah. And then after that, you've got a few more going. So you guys are kind of back in in session now. We are. You know, it, uh, I know the next question is about the pandemic. It's been a rough pandemic, but we, um, we opened our doors last fall. And, you know, we've seen a, a slow but steady progression of people who feel ready to come back to see live theater. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yes, after Lifespan, we're doing a, a, another play that I'm really excited about called The Revolutionists by Lauren Gunderson, and it features four beautiful, badass women who lose their heads <laughs> during the <laughs> French Revolution's reign of terror. It features, like, real-life uh, uh, women from that time, like um, Charlotte Corday, uh, Marie Antoinette, and Olympe de Gouges. And, um, and so it's, it's, but it's also very meta in terms of having more modern, you know, contemporary speech. And, uh, but it's all about art and activism, feminism, um, it's it's really really gonna it's exciting. It's going to be an excellent play. All right. And then oh sorry yeah yeah after, no after, yeah. after that uh, Lady Day at Emerson's Barn Grill collaborative production with Gilmore Piano Festival all about the life and music of Billie Holiday. That's April May and then in June um, Bright Star a, an inspirational family musical that will be directed by Kathy Mule. So really excited about uh, the rest of the season. That's great. And I know that um, it's been uh, like a lot of different industries. It's been up and down, a lot of struggle in terms of making those decisions to continue to produce. So mm-hmm. why was it important for Farmer's Alley to to make the decision to continue to produce? And we're still struggling with um, some challenges, you know, as the, the, the each new variant pops up. Yeah. Um, I just feel that art is an important part of life. I, I feel it's almost as important as those, you know, food, shelter, clothing uh, ideas. Um, It really feeds our souls. You know, you have to nourish your body, but art feeds the soul. And so we felt like we had a duty to continue to produce some sort of content for our audiences and also for ourselves. You know, Kristen, you're an artist, you're a lighting designer. And um, and as a, as an artist, you know, that it's in, you know, it's just in our, inside ourselves to, to continue to produce things. And we just feel like we have to, um, 
but it's been rough on everyone. This pandemic's been rough. I know a lot of people are struggling, and I hope everyone gets the help they need. Um, but we felt like we had to do, we pivoted to some online things. We did have to lay off some employees. That was rough. We did some online content. Um, some were fun, some were silly, some were very uh, impactful. Um, and then we pivoted to outdoor events. We felt like it was maybe safer outdoors. And uh, now we're back indoors. But we have to be careful with budgets. We're seeing lower ticket numbers, ticket sales numbers, and fewer season subscribers. But again, with all of that, we can't just sit back and wait. You know, we have to create that art. And think about how many people look to, you know, turn to music or movies or TV or dancing around the living room to help get through the first part of the pandemic, you know. Um, art just gives us hope and it reminds us that there's beauty in the world. And I think we need that now more than ever. And so we have very strict safety, uh, COVID safety protocols in place. Mm-hmm. Proof of vaccination for all audience members, all of my employees, masks at all times in the building, except when the actors are on stage, and regular testing, COVID testing, currently three times a week for all the primary team members, right. the actors right. and any staff that come in contact with them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's uh, so you've created quite a safe environment there. It sounds like you're doing everything you can to make people feel comfortable to come back to the theater. And I think that that's great. It's uh, and um, a lot of really poignant and uh, timely uh, shows that you're doing this year. How (laughs) do I donate if uh, if I want to keep you guys going? Yeah. FarmersAlleyTheater.com slash donate or call our box office two six nine three four three twenty seven twenty seven. And let us know of your intentions or email us at info at com, Or when I'm walking around downtown looking for that cup of coffee, just tap me on the shoulder and say, hey, how can I give some money to Farmer's Alley? And I will be happy to tell you all about it. <laughs> good, good. All right. We've been talking with uh, Jeremy Koch, the artistic director of Farmer's Alley Theater. They have Lifespan of a Fact opening um, this next Friday, 7.30 Curtain. Go online to get your tickets. Go online to donate. Thanks very much, Jeremy, for your time this morning. Thanks, Kristen. Always a pleasure. Kalamazoo is rich in arts and culture. Our commercial, educational, and creative economies thrive when our community has spaces and places to connect and outlets for creative expression. The arts improve individual well-being, drives tourism, sparks creativity, and strengthens our bonds. The Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo encourages you to give to an arts organization of your choosing. We are better together because of the arts. Visit KalamazooArts.org to see all of the happenings in our community. That's KalamazooArts.org or on any of our social media platforms. This message is brought to you by the Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo, proudly supporting more than 200 artists and arts organizations in our community. The Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo exists to infuse arts and culture into the commercial, educational, and creative economies of our region. You're listening to The Creative Cafe, sponsored by the Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo on 590 and 106.9 FM, WKZO. WKZO News Time is 817. You know, one of the things that I've mentioned before, Kristen, before we get yeah. to Simon, is Kalamazoo, for its size, mm-hmm. uh, really has more art things than it deserves me. <laughs> you know, the, the arts scene in Kalamazoo belongs in a bigger city. Oh, it, it really does. It really and does. I really hope people that 
uh, you know, appreciate the arts, especially what they've gone through and, and stuff, because yeah. it's it's just amazing. And then he was talking, uh, Jeremy was talking about uh, black coffee or, you know, with yeah, whatever. Yeah. I have discovered a new fufu coffee. Uh-oh. Uh, and I have to give all these props because that's where I found it. There are three different kinds of bourbon coffees. Peach oh, bourbon, yeah. cinnamon bourbon, vanilla bourbon. Okay. And, uh, yes, we're going, well, we have peach bourbon Yes. Well, we had it running around the building. Yes, uh, it is not there anymore because we've drink, we've consumed it all. But we're going back today to get to get more, more, Peach and maybe different coffee. vanilla bourbon. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I mean, okay. I love fufu coffee. I'm sorry, I do. It's good. I'll drink regular <laughs> black coffee, which is what I got in here now. But I'm yeah. telling you, no. that stuff is good. So who is coming up next? Yes, so this morning, uh, our second segment, we have Simon Thalman. Simon, are you with us this morning? Yes, thank you for having me this morning. Absolutely. Simon is the, uh, let me make sure I get this right, it's the Interim Marketing Director for Kellogg Community College. Is that correct? That is correct, yep. All right. I got something right this morning. It's fantastic. (laughs) So, Simon, you're on Creative Cafe. What is your favorite morning beverage? So I'd say water is probably my go-to, obviously. Mm -hmm. I get up, need to hydrate. Uh, But anybody who's seen the empty cans on my desk at work can attest, I do have a little bit of a bad habit of energy drinks. Uh, So my caffeine caffeine in the morning usually comes by way of a a medicinal-tasting canned beverage. I see. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. However, we can get ourselves going in the morning, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So full disclosure, you are also a recently appointed uh, new board member of the Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo, and we're so happy to have you on board. But um, we're here this morning to talk about uh, Kellogg Community College. Can you talk about the different types of art education that's going on over there in uh, probably sunny Battle Creek by now this morning, right? Um, I'm actually in Kalamazoo myself this morning, so I'm not sure, but we'll we'll just say it's sunny in Battle Creek all the time, right? There you go. Smells like cereal. Exactly. Exactly. so I've been making a list of all the arts offerings at KCC, and the longer I sit here, the longer it grows. Uh, arts is really embedded into everything we do at KCC, and I think it's kind of a hidden gem out there in Battle Creek. Not only KCC, but, but arts specifically. So just just speaking on an overall general perspective, any student who earns a degree at KCC has to complete what's called the Bruin Standard, which is our kind of general core of courses. And among the the required courses uh, is a personal and cultural engagement piece. And many of those courses are things like history of photography or art appreciation, art history. So so it's really from the foundational pieces that students have to take, there's already arts embedded in that. But in terms of academic programs, we have a whole bunch of academic programs focused on the arts. Uh, So a good rundown, if anybody wanted to check, is at kellogg.edu slash arts, which is our website. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have art classes, obviously. Everything from drawing, illustration, art appreciation, to things like painting and ceramics. Our, our pottery classes are really popular at KCC. Uh, we also offer several literature classes, writing classes, theater classes, including acting and stagecraft. Um, probably two of our, our more robust programs are the photography and multimedia program and the music program. Both of those programs have multiple degree and certificate options. Um, our photo program in particular is proud of its, uh, they call it a wet lab. It, it's uh, set up for traditional film processing, which is increasingly rare. So a lot of students come to that program specifically to do the traditional film processing. Um, and then the music program is, is particularly robust. We offer several community choirs that you can be a student and join, but you could also just be a community member and, and join the choir for fun. So we offer the Kellogg Singers Consensus Vocal Ensemble, which are based in Battle Creek. 
We also have the Branch County Community Chorus, which is in Coldwater. And then we have jazz jazz band, concert band opportunities. Mm-hmm. The, the choirs tour internationally every two years, uh, obviously outside of COVID. Um, so so they, they make the rounds. Um, one, one really unique uh, program in the music program is, is our Sacred Music Certificate program, which we like to talk about. It's a two-semester program. Uh, it's a certificate program, and that's really designed for individuals uh, seeking position as like a, a church choir director or maybe a worship leader at their church. That's a really unique program that isn't offered a lot of places. Interesting. Um, and then we also have a, a really big graphic design program as well. And we're, we're really proud of our internships that come out of that program. We uh, send interns all over the region for that program into the community, into the college, uh, and we've actually had students from that program work in our office. We had one student who was an intern with us several years ago who came back, and we actually hired him for several <laughs> years. Uh, we had another who, through an assignment in their graphic design program, uh, their art was discovered, and they ended up being commissioned to illustrate two children's books for the college. So there's there's uh, some professional uh, mm-hmm. opportunities as well. Yeah, that's a great testament to the internship program when when uh, you feel confident enough and they're talented enough, you've instilled enough in them so that you can hire them back. Yep. Yeah, we have some some really talented students. I, I've we've even thought about like putting up billboards that just consist of student artwork and then just the URL at the bottom because that's <laughs> that's how good the work is. Well, that's uh, in Kalamazoo, you, you're probably familiar with the Friends of Poetry in Kalamazoo. Yes. Um, Elizabeth Kulikowski was a longtime English professor at KCC, and they put they put out a Celery City Chapbook competition every year, and that that uh, chapbook is actually printed at KCC. So we also offer some printing services to to some local groups. Okay. Yes. And you have other community, um, community connections. I know a community college, that's what it's about. It's about connecting the students and the students are part of the community, um, all different ages, but you have two community exhibits right now going on in, um, the visual arts, Maria mm. by Patricia Villalobos and then solo, yep. I think just opened Giselle Peel. Yep. Yep. Giselle. Yep. Giselle. Yeah. Um, so those, uh, I think Maria is, is about to close. Is that correct? A couple more weeks? Yeah, that runs through February 17th, mm-hmm. and that's at our DeVries Gallery. Um, we actually have a building on campus that's, that's devoted to the Visual and Performing Arts. It's our Davidson Visual and Performing Arts Center. Uh, and we have a, a really, it's, it's not new, new, but it's, it's the last several years we, we renovated that gallery, and it's really, really nice. Um, so that's hanging there. And uh, Patricia, is, she's a professor at WMU at the Frostic School of Arts. Um, and this exhibit is, is about a half dozen large-scale photographs from, from her Maria series. These are shot at a, a beach in El Salvador. And they're, they're kind of on the topic of, I think her artist statement was something about migration mm-hmm. um, and exodus. And, it, and you kind of got to stand in front of them for a little while. It's, 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 they're really large. They're like three by four feet, might even oh, wow. be bigger than that. Okay. Um, and, and it's like overhead views looking down of swimmers in the water, but they're kind of mirrored top to bottom and it, it it does speak the longer you stand there the more you get that kind of feeling of displacement so it's it's worth worth going out and checking out okay um giselle's exhibit it, giselle's well known in battle creek he's he's a, a a young regional artist um he's done a lot of work with kcc in the past we commissioned him to do a mural on the exterior of the davidson center um he's taught some of our youth programming in the past and his exhibit is is running all month in our library and that's that kind of kicked off our series of Black History Month events at KCC, mm-hmm. um, and and that's a little I think it's like fifteen, a little bit more than a dozen uh, digital prints of his character. It's an original character called Soul, and he's in different outfits and experiencing different things. Um, and that's a really cool exhibit as well. Very, 
it's all ages friendly. It's very high contrast, a lot of primary colors. It's, uh, it's, that's another one worth coming up for. So both of those are free and open to the public during regular, regular business hours, um, 450 North Avenue, Battle Creek. Wow. That's great. That's great. And, um, so Patricia, yep, you mentioned that she's over here uh, teaching at Western, but I'm so glad to see that it, it feels like, and and maybe it's just me, but it feels like Battle Creek and Kalamazoo, in the, at least in the arts, we tend to get a little closer with our collaborations, and there's a lot of crossover. So it's nice to see that um, different communities can share experiences, share artists. Um, Patricia is a member, uh, KCC, you guys are actually members of the Arts Council, which is really nice. Um, so we appreciate that as well in terms of being able to connect with those artists like Giselle, who, um, Giselle, and he, he actually was a a grant recipient, um, from the Arts Council a few years back. So it's very nice to see the connections and the kind of the web that's woven between our, our communities. Um, are there other opportunities to experience creative connection coming up on your campus or virtually? Yeah, maybe? yeah so that's another uh, that's another list that grows the longer you, uh, you sit and think about it. So there's obviously classes anybody can take. There's also the choirs. If people could audition for a play, all this stuff is on our website. We have a student newspaper that, that students can write for, or they could. We also have a literary and art journal that they can write for. But in terms of uh, community events, so we're coming off two years of COVID, obviously, where a lot of stuff was virtual. A lot of stuff is actually moving back in person, so we're really excited about that. Um, this Sunday, we actually have uh, our music program is offering a hymn and spirituals community sing, is what they call it, and that's in our Davidson Center Auditorium at 3 p.m. And any, anybody can come, music is provided, and they just sing together. So that's a really a really cool event we do every year. Oh, wow. That's um, Yeah, yep. That's a, it's, it's kind of a unique thing. Uh, I know Kalamazoo used to do a really a really cool one. I forgot what it was called. It was... They go inside a silo. I think they call it a silo thing. And this this is reminiscent of that. Okay, but no silo. No silo, but it's still you know people come <laughs> together and singing. Which you know I, I was talking to the director the other day, and he said that's that's what we need right now is coming together, mm-hmm. singing together. So yeah, that's uh, so, next. That's cool. Yeah, next week on Thursday we're having another well-known Battle Greek uh, artist, a minor element, a jazz fusion group. Mm-hmm. They're coming into our student center at eleven to play. That's another Black History Month event. Um, and then we have we have a whole series of events through through March and and on. Uh, we are, after uh, Patricia's exhibit wraps up wraps up. We're bringing in selected works from the Southwest Michigan printmakers. Mm-hmm. So that'll be coming uh, late February. Then we have some concert bands, uh, concerts, some music faculty recitals. Uh, our our annual singing in the spring concert is coming in April to Coldwater, and then hopefully. Uh, we usually do two big theater productions every year. We usually do a, a comedy or a musical in the fall and then a comedy or a musical in the spring. And, and COVID has really uh, thrown a wrench into those plans. But we're hoping to bring back theater at the end of April with a Midsummer Night's Dream. Oh, and so we'll nice. see what happens with that. Planning is still underway for that. So. Nice, nice. You had mentioned uh, a website. Is, is, uh, are all these things in one place where I can go see what's um, happening? If if someone were to go to kellogg.edu slash arts, there are links there to the academic programs. And then from the academic programs, there are links to the various events. So it's a little bit uh, roundabout, but kellogg.edu slash arts is a good good starting point. Okay, fantastic. Well, I have been speaking with Simon Thalman, the interim marketing director for Kellogg Community College and also board member for the Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo. I appreciate your time this morning. Sounds like there's a lot of exciting things going on out there at Kellogg Community College. 
Yes, thank you so much for having me, Kristen. All right. You have a great weekend. Thanks for taking the time this morning to join us at the Creative Cafe. February is Black History Month. African Americans have been an integral part of shaping the arts in America for centuries. From Augusta Savage to Kehinde Wiley, Louis Armstrong to Lizzo, and Langston Hughes to Susan Laurie Parks, the African American arts landscape is vast and diverse, poignant and beautiful. The Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo encourages everyone to celebrate the accomplishments of African American artists who have influenced and inspired so much of America's art evolution. Now you know. Please join us next week for another installment of the Creative Cafe. And until then, enjoy all that creative expression has to offer. This message is proudly brought to you by the Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo. Find out all that's happening in the local arts community at kalamazooarts.org or on any of our social media platforms. Thanks for joining us today in the Creative Cafe, a presentation of the Arts Council of Greater Kalamazoo. Join us each Saturday after 8 a.m. for a visit to the Creative Cafe. Up next, local news and then Birdwatch with Roger Taylor right here at 591 6.9 FM WKZO.